What's up, motherfuckers? Today's episode is brought to you by El Chapo Cocaine and El Chapo Methamphetamine. Are y'all motherfuckers tired of going out and getting fucking cocaine and meth and just going to sleep? Well, shit, fuck all that shit. If you go and buy El Chapo cocaine and El Chapo methamphetamine, you're guaranteed to tweak for at least a motherfucking week. Now go out and buy a goddamn 8-ball, stay the fuck up, listen to every motherfucking episode, and go fuck yourself. By the way, this is Joe motherfucking Exotic. Have a good night, motherfucker. Is that a good take? Because I ain't doing this shit again. Alright. Nah, I ain't doing it again. Fuck you. Yo! Music and murder contains violence, profanity, and graphic material that may not be suitable for children or people with weak stomachs. Parental advisory is definitely recommended. Well, hello. I hope that you are having a pleasant evening. This is Music and Murder, and I'm your host, Michael D. Keeney, and this is episode 15, and it is about a Ukrainian rapper. And he was talented, all the way up until he was murdered, dismembered, chopped up, fed to rats, all by someone that he loved, and supposedly loved him. Ah, don't you just love love? The way love can turn into hatred, physical altercations, and murder all in the blink of an eye. You can never hate anyone, and I mean truly hate anyone, unless you once loved them. You see, the act of loving someone is the only thing that could allow someone to get into your head that deep. You have to love them at some point before they can infiltrate your emotions enough to truly, truly hate them. Enough to dismember them and feed them to rats. I guess it all boils down to treason and betrayal, which to this day is still one of the worst crimes that you can commit under United States jurisprudence. Don't betray someone that loves you, because they could possibly kill you for it. And if they do, it could be very unpleasant, bloody, and just sadistic as fuck. This is a great story, now let us begin. I've said it before, and I will likely say it again. There is something very dangerous about being in the music industry, especially these days. I'm about to tell you the story of a rapper who was born in Ukraine and later moved to Russia to pursue his wife and a better career in the music industry as a Russian rapper. Because as bad as the Russian music scene is, it is better than the music scene in Ukraine. Now I'm not sure what genre of rap that he would be considered, besides of course just calling it Russian rap, like a silly American like I am. But I will play you one of his best songs during this episode, or at least one of his best songs in my opinion, of course. Music is an art, so you can't really say one song is better than the other, right? 
but I will play you one of my favorite songs from him. This is the story of Alexander Yushko, aka rapper Andy Cartwright, and his wife and mother of his son, Marina Kokal. From this point on in the story, I will refer to Alexander Yushko, aka rapper Andy Cartwright, as simply Cartwright, which kind of reminds me of an old Western TV show called Bonanza that was uh, about some rancher cowboy dudes, and one was named Little Hoss. I think it's been like 200 years ago or so. My memory is a little bit foggy on the show, but there were definitely some Cartwrights in that show. And yeah, I'm dating myself when I talk about the show Bonanza, but I assure you, I'm still young enough to beat most of you up and steal your girlfriends, so there's that. Now I will also refer to Cartwright's wife as simply Marina, because besides my hatred of syllables, or syllabi as we say in the world of academics, this bitch isn't worth having her whole name said more than once on my show. So again, her name is only going to be Marina. Kind of like a place that's by the ocean, I guess. Now, Cartwright was born in Ukraine August 26th, 1989. He began rapping during his teen years, and he actually became pretty good at it, in my opinion. I've listened to a lot of his stuff, and I think he was pretty talented. I've literally only done three episodes that featured rappers, and the two that were killed were both talented and the one that actually allegedly murdered a young lady was fucking horrible. So I don't know if there's any correlation with that. Maybe you get killed if you're a good rapper and you kill people if you're a bad one. I, I don't know. Hmm. I wonder if there's something there that would show empirical evidence of a correlation between talent and willingness to kill people. Too bad I've already began my thesis, which I decided to do on sex offenders instead of serial killers, but Hey, I'm not getting out of this game anytime soon. I want a million listeners, and I want a tour at CrimeCon and shit, so there's plenty of time to do a nice little study. And while we're on the topic of receiving a little fame, Cartwright became a little famous and gained a lot of notoriety from his appearances on a Russian YouTube rap show called, and get this, called Versus Battle which I personally have never heard of, but apparently it's pretty well known in Russia. And being an American, I have to say that that is really a dumb fucking name for a show. You know, you all can play like a drinking game for whenever I say shit is dumb and likely get lit as fuck. But I really don't want you to because I prefer that you are sober while listening to the story. I like sobriety. I mean, yeah, I do hit the sauce and all the fixins every now and then, but I don't have it in me to do like more than 20 times a month anymore, unfortunately. Hmm. Now in 2013, Cartwright was living in St. Petersburg, Russia, and he fell in love with what he considered to be his soulmate. Now you can take soulmate as like somebody that you love, but maybe a soulmate could be somebody that turns your ass into a soul instead of like having a body. Now her name was Marina Kokal. Damn it, I said her whole name twice. <laughs> oh well, I'm human. From now on it'll just be Marina. 
Now, Marina was born on July 5th. 1984 in Bernal, Russia. Small and petite, dark hair, dark eyes, and overall not bad looking. They were a pretty nice looking couple. You can see a pic of them on my IG, music underscore murder underscore podcast, and you know, judge for yourself. Now at the time that they met, Marina was six years older than the 24 year old Cartwright. But obviously the age difference between a 24-year-old and a 30-year-old isn't anything worthy of making note of or to be worried about. But I felt like throwing it out there anyway just because, you know, she was six years older. I thought that was something that I should put in here. So the two began dating and they seemed to really hit it off. In fact, they hit it off so well that Cartwright literally literally decided to move from Ukraine to Russia, which I know it doesn't sound like a big deal to us Americans, but it is, it is seriously a really, really big deal to move from Ukraine to Russia. I mean, look at the shit that's been going on over there for the last few months. And note that this is recorded in September of 22. It seems like Ukraine and Russia have never ever really been on good terms. At least not that I can remember. Anywho, moving on. Now it was said in everything that I read that Cartwright moved to Russia just for her. But I do believe that it also had just a little tiny smidge to do with his rap career as well. Again to reiterate, you can say what you want about Russia but the music scene is definitely better in Russia than the music scene in Ukraine. And us musicians somehow always, always find a way to make everything about music. Some of you out there know what I mean. Take this podcast, for example. I just wanted to do a simple true crime podcast because most of them suck ass and are boring as fuck. And I'm usually more entertained by reading a Wikipedia or something, but no. I had to somehow make this podcast about music and then murder. Hmm. It is like what Tom Petty said before he died. Music is the only real magic that exists. At least 100% that we know about. So shortly after the two began dating, Marina, who was attending college and studying nursing at the time, ended up what? Can you guess what she ended up doing? Seriously, take a guess. Some of you are right, and some of you are too stoned or still thinking about it, but Marina got pregnant. So now, right after Cartwright moves in with her, they have a new baby to take care of, a new baby boy, to be exact, to take care of. Everything really seemed to be great and chill at first, but like many relationships, The fire and flames slowly turn into dimly lit ambers that burn out after you piss on them. We will return in just a second after this tune from Bad Company. This is off their debut album Bad Company, which was released in 1974. The song was written by the band, and yes, I mean the band that performed and recorded the song actually wrote it. Do some of you remember the days back when bands actually 
actually wrote their own songs? Seems like a million trillion years ago, right? Now, Bad Company wrote this song in 1973 when they, when they first joined and became one of the most amazing and underrated bands in the entire world. This song is the last song on the self-titled Bad Company record, which was called Bad Company, and they did record it live in the studio, and it is called Seagull. Now, my dad and I play this song together sometimes when he's feeling good enough to play. He's not doing so well these days, but he was recently playing with Steppenwolf for a bit, and he did get on the new... It's a, it's a new version of Born to be Wild with uh, Jack Russell, the old lead singer of the band Great White, who had to leave the band around 15 years ago due to cocaine and alcohol addiction. And why did he leave the band, you ask? Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Again, here's Bad Company with Siegel. Hope you like it. See how you fly 
So again, that was Bad Company with Seagull. My name is Michael D. Keeney, and this is Music and Murder. And if you'd like to have your music played on here or be a guest on the show, please just message me on IG at music underscore murder underscore podcast. And please leave a good review if you like the show. It would mean a lot to me. Thank you. We left off with Cartwright moving to Russia and getting Marina pregnant and them having a baby boy. So everything was going pretty good. In fact, everything was going great. Hell, they even got married and became a husband and wife. Well, until it happened. Until, well, let's play the little guessing game again. What could possibly go wrong with this brand new married family with a newborn baby boy? Hmm, yes, good job. You got it right. He began cheating on her. And not just cheating, as in he got drunk and fucked someone or got a blowjob from some whore or something like that. No, Cartwright went and literally fell in love with another woman who was a huge fan of his music. Ladies love the music, which is why so many dudes hate us musicians, right? So this woman literally moved up the street from Cartwright and Marina's apartment in St. Petersburg, Russia. That way her and Cartwright could fuck all the time, right? This little home-wrecking whore, I mean, mistress's name was Nadia Romaninko, which I think fits the narrative perfectly. It's either gonna be a Nadia or a fucking Heidi, right? Remember the Easy E song, Give Me That Nut? where Easy says, oh, Heidi, 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 you ho? I'm just kidding. And I apologize if your name is Heidi or Nadia. I have nothing against any person named Heidi or Nadia, of course. But still, Nadia totally fucking fits. And to even it up, it's not like Michaels have that best of a reputation either. Well, unless you're actually talking about fucking, which most of us Michaels do pretty well. But you know, if you like to fuck a lot and you're a guy, you're a stud. And if you're a lady, that makes you very popular. I mean, there's nothing at all wrong with you ladies getting yours. But just try to be cautious of other women's dudes. Because some bitches are crazy and armed. And at the very least, they have hands. And they like to throw them motherfuckers. 
So find your own single dude and fuck him good every day. So in response to this little love affair between Cartwright and Nadia, who is now literally living up the street, which makes it impossible for Marina to not know about Cartwright's blatant infidelity, Marina starts a YouTube channel, which at the time, and to this day I I think is still on there, has only acquired two videos, but don't go looking for it because I do believe that it is is gone. I do think that they took it down. But the YouTube videos that Marina had on her channel, which I did not get to see, I just merely read about them, were titled Congenital Aggression Serial Killers. And the other video was titled When You Know Your Husband's Mistress Personally. Both very stupid fucking titles. But there's a lot of stupid things in this true story from literally just last couple years, right? A lot of stupid things. No excess of intelligence to be found anywhere in this twisted little tale. So just to inform you about her congenital aggression serial killer video, I can't find anything on it. All I know is that the word congenital means a disease or abnormality that was present in a human being at birth. So I'm guessing that it was a video about some sort of psychopathy or psychosis that is a trait found in the brains of some serial killers however i really honestly don't have a fucking clue if you have an imagination use it or if you're really interested i guess you can dig around on the internet for it the other video seems to be uh, needless of imagination although even though we know the subject matter We have no clue to exactly what she was talking about in this video. Maybe she's being nice, like talking about how they got together to discuss Cartwright's dick or make fun of his sperm being too salty, since they were both likely swallowing it daily. Who the fuck knows? But we do know something. We know that shortly after these videos came out, Marina's YouTube channel came out on Marina's YouTube channel in June of 2020 during the worst lockdown portion of the pandemic within Russia, Cartwright ended up disappearing. Marina made excuses for his absence. For example, she told friends and his family that he likely disappeared with his mistress and decided to leave her and their two-year-old son behind while starting a new life with Nadia back in Ukraine where he was from. But that obviously didn't work for the people that knew Nadia. And it sure as fuck didn't work for the person that wanted to see him the most, which was obviously Nadia herself. But she couldn't just butt into their life too much since she was just a side piece. No, Nadia had to wait. Now, Marina had great stories to tell people that weren't close to her, but what she was texting her mother after Cartwright's disappearance was completely different, and we will get into that shortly. Here are some facts, though. On July 24, 2020, around 9 p.m. Russian time, Nadia later told Russian police that she came home and found Cartwright deceased with a syringe in his left arm. She stated that since the beginning of the pandemic, Cartwright had begun using hard drugs. Now remember, she had nurse training, 
so maybe she thought she could get away with this scenario. However, what was found in the house will blow all of this fictional bullshit away, way out of the water. Not to mention toxicology tests that were taken, and we will definitely discuss that soon. Now, as if Nadia didn't cause enough problems for Marina already, she was back for more. Being that Cartwright was from Ukraine, he wasn't really close with many people in Russia, but he was really close with Nadia. I'm sure they talked a lot when they weren't fucking, and I'm sure that she at least thought that she knew him better than to just run off without a trace, especially without letting her know. Because not only did Cartwright allegedly love Nadia, he also loved his two-year-old son, which according to Nadia was the only reason why he stayed with Marina in the first place. Also, let's not forget about his blossoming rap career. I mean, yeah, we were in a COVID lockdown, but still, all of us musicians thought it would end pretty much every day. We were all delusional, obviously. Now back to the importance of Nadia not believing that Marina's story held any truth. Nadia was the one that went to the Russian police and told them that Cartwright had been missing for five days and that Marina had known about their affair and she told them that she believed that Marina definitely did something to Cartwright. After hearing this, Russian police sprung into action. They immediately went to Cartwright and Marina's home in St. Petersburg, Russia to search the place. Because in Russia, mere words from a woman fucking a missing married man can manifest into a search with no warrant or anything. I know it seems strange to us Americans, but yeah, Nadia filed a missing police report with Russian St. Petersburg police and they went straight to the apartment to search it. And guess what they found? You're not going to believe the shit I'm about to tell you. And you also know that this is where I have to cut into a song, right? I have to. It's not even a choice. It's just how the entertainment business works. This is a song by me, and this song is called Maybe I'll Fly. It's probably the saddest song I ever wrote, but it fits the show and my mood tonight because shit is pretty chaotic for me right now. And... When things are chaotic, I tend to intertwine with sad songs that help me get through it. Nothing bad has happened, if any of you give a fuck. It's just a strange period of my life at the moment. School being out of town and being gone half the time, trying to maintain a healthy relationship with my girl, while juggling work and this podcast and 80 hours of homework a week. It's a lot for a fucking person my age, but I'll get by. With songs like this, Again, this is Maybe I'll Fly by Michael DeKini, a.k.a. My Dumb Ass. This was recorded in 2000 and written about 24 year, eh, 25 years ago. And yes, I was even depressed back then. <laughs> Be right back. so dead inside and all I want to do is fly away the world is closing in reality's wearing thin and 
And all I wanna do is fly away Remember what you said I'd probably end up dead If I don't somehow find my way And these habits are killing me They just won't let me be If I don't somehow find my way You said I'd probably end up dead If I don't somehow find my way yeah. And maybe On July 30, 2020, Russian police stormed the apartment of Cartwright and Marina, thanks to a tip from good old Nadia, the girl that Cartwright was having an affair with. But it seemed as though he was actually with Nadia and having an affair with Marina, because he was definitely fucking Nadia a lot more than he was his wife. Now, once upon entering the apartment, of course there were two very distinct smells. One was the smell of decomposing flesh. You know that kind of buttery, fishy, ghoulish smell that lets every single part of your body know that something is definitely not right? It's like death in the air, right? 
And the other smell was that of overcleaning, the smell of bleach and pine saw. Just close your eyes and think bleach and pine saw, and I bet most of you can smell it. That smell likely takes you back to the first dead body that you had to dispose of. You know, probably back in your early 20s. Ah, you never ever forget your first, right? So Russian police are greeted by these two contrasting fragrances and a little 30-something petite woman that looks like she wouldn't and couldn't hurt a fly. They learn that her name was Marina and they learn that Marina is married to the man that they're looking for, Cartwright. Knowing that there is no possible way that the police are going to leave without searching the apartment, Marina tells the officers that she does in fact know where her husband Cartwright is and why he is missing. She tells them that six days earlier, she had found his dead corpse on the living room floor with a syringe sticking out of his arm and that he was an avid IV drug user and had been since the beginning of the pandemic. She also tells the Russian police where he is. Now it takes a little while to go over where Cartwright was because Cartwright was all over the apartment. Cartwright was even in the walls and the attic of the apartment within the rat feces that was in the walls and the attic of the apartment. You see, this is where shit starts to get interesting. Marina told the police that since dying from a drug overdose was an inglorious death, and I repeat because that is a quote, she told the police that dying from a, from a drug overdose was an inglorious death, she had decided to just make Cartwright disappear. Although she had some interesting things to tell the police about what happened with his body before she did all of the things that she did. The police report stated that Marina had sex with Cartwright's corpse several times before he began to decompose. And then she bled his body as a hunter would with a deer, meaning that she sliced his neck open and removed all of the blood from his corpse that she could. And not only did she remove the blood, but she also disclosed to police that she actually consumed a good portion of his blood because she, and I quote, loved him so much that she wanted to have some of him inside of her. First it was his dick and then it was his blood. Now I know many of you and I mean many of you are saying right now, how the fuck could this woman fuck a dead body? As in like, how is it possible? Because we're all weirdos, right? Well, we're not gonna wonder why she wanted to. We're gonna wonder how she did it. Well, during the rigor mortis stage of a corpse, which begins around two hours after death, again, during the rigor mortis stage of a corpse, which means after somebody dies, about two hours afterwards, and up to about 24 hours, the entire corpse stiffens up. Even the dick, believe it or not. Now, she could have just been a sicko that was in the dead bodies, as in like a necrophiliac, but I'm guessing that she wanted to be, I'm thinking just the last girl to have sex with him, 
or last woman, whatever. So it wouldn't be Nadia, right? She wanted to be the last person to fuck him out of the two. Or, this is a big or, or Cartwright was just turning her down so much towards the end that when she saw his dead dick hard as a rock, she may have figured, well, he can't tell me no right now. And she just decided to get on top of him and she rode that dead dick. And remember, this wasn't just once. The police report stated that she told the police that she had sex with his corpse multiple times. One could only imagine exactly what she did and all the things that she did, being that she actually disclosed that. It's such a shame that we didn't have any surveillance videos to make a Netflix documentary because it would have been really interesting, I think, don't, don't you think? Yeah, we would have all watched it, definitely. It would have been bigger than Tiger King. Now, after the romantic dead corpse sex was done within the police interview, the gory talk began. Yeah, the gory talk begins now. Marina slit Cartwright's body open from his sternum all the way down to his waist and removed all of his internal organs. Fucking Danny Rowling didn't even do that. After removing these organs, I'm guessing this nasty little bitch probably masturbated with them. Maybe licked him a bit. Because rem remember, Marina did like the taste of blood, right? Along with the taste of sperm and probably a lot of really gross other things. And then she did something that I've never heard of in my entire life. Marina literally washed Cartwright's organs in the washing machine on the delicate cycle, of course. And this is literally proven by DNA that was found inside the washing machine. However, she didn't dry them. She didn't put them in the dryer. Maybe she wiped them off with a towel. Supposedly, she washed the organs just so they would be clean and not leave blood stains everywhere that she decided to drag them or put them or lay them. She then began cutting off all of Cartwright's limbs, starting with his arms, with a hacksaw that was still found in the house. It didn't have blood on it that you could see, but it was proven that it was used to cut off Cartwright's arms and legs and head. Police stated that the limbs were cut off with the care done in a surgically precise manner. And of course, after the limbs came off, then the head was cut off. Her final act, after having sex with his corpse, drinking his blood, and removing all of his organs and limbs, Marina finally dismembered Cartwright. And God only knows what the fuck she did with his head after she did. Also, I forgot to mention that she did feed his fingers to rats that she did see in the attic and in their walls. Russia is a hard fucking place with hard people. Oh, and just one more thing to add to this. Marina did all of this, all of this, in their tiny apartment with their two-year-old son there the entire time. No, I'm not saying that he was sitting there watching a few inches away, but he was definitely right there. Like, right there. 
So there's something to kind of take in a little bit there to kind of show you a little more if you didn't already have kind of an idea of what kind of woman she was. Yeah. Now, police confiscated texts from Marina and her mother. The text stated that Marina had found Cartwright dead and she pleaded with her mother to go help her dispose of the body. And Marina's mother said, no fucking way, you're on your own. She told Marina this, but obviously she never called the police either. So it's a rather strange scenario. Marina told the police that she had to cut the body up because she was just too small to move Cartwright's body, which was around 200 pounds and six feet long. So I do kind of believe that, but she didn't have to drink his blood and, you know, have sex with him or anything like that. Now, after toxicology reports came back proving that there was no drugs in Cartwright's system at all, Marina was finally arrested for the murder, dismemberment, and abuse of Cartwright's corpse on August 3rd, 2020. And due to lack of any further evidence that would prove her bullshit story was bullshit, Marina was released from jail just about a year later on October 8th, 2021. The coroner stated that Cartwright died from lack of oxygen to the brain, which you and I can obviously call good old asphyxiation. Excuse me, good old asphyxiation. Marina somehow got Cartwright in a situation to where she could choke him to death. She then proceeded to rape his corpse, drink his blood, feed him to rats, cut off his head and limbs, and store him in the refrigerator in three separate plastic bags. Yes, three separate plastic bags and two food storage bins. You know, the plastic ones? And she did all of this in Russia and received about 14 months in jail for all of it. Moral of the story is, for all of you fat bald motherfuckers that want to buy yourself a nice little blonde Russian bride, you may seriously think twice about cheating on her if you do. Because Russian women ain't nothing to fuck with. And they don't take too kindly to infidelity. And on that happy little note, that wraps up episode 15 of Music and Murder. Please follow me on my IG at music underscore murder underscore podcast and message me if you'd like. Also take a second and leave a good review if you enjoy the show. Those are extremely important these days for some fucking weird reason. I'm not doing an after episode discussion on this particular episode because I'm seriously too busy to be doing the editing of it and I just can't do it. I I do want to start doing more of those so please just let me know if you would like to be on the show and uh, I'm not exaggerating in the next 30 days I literally have four days off and I'll be doing homework on those four days but I will try my hardest to get another episode out soon and Thank you for being patient with me, and thank you for the kind reviews on all platforms. I appreciate all of you, and I will do everything in my power to continue to make this show better and listen to all of your feedback. I'm going to leave you with a song from Cartwright, and we can go ahead and say Andy Cartwright now since we're talking about his music, and I don't know the name of it because 
I don't know I don't know how to read Russian and all of Andy Cartwright's songs are in Russian but if you do like it you can go on and stream him under the name Andy Cartwright exactly the way it sounds till next time love yourself masturbate watch some good TV go see some live music and support your local musicians and always 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 remember that just because you're paranoid it doesn't mean that they're not out to get you because they are always and forever watch your back and only trust your gut not your dick not your vagina not your brain definitely not the news hasta la vista baby Что тлеет в руках и перестаю быть злее собаки Да, я слова вбиты, мне бы напасть Хоть и должно это не волновать Ведь специальность преподаватель моя Но амфибрахи и ям Ожидали меня совсем не там, не там летал Патик, я курю один Похую, кто не хочет, чтобы я тут ходил На ковыде, как эти сики деньги Кстати, первой майки механки Мир и сынки, бичо, как? Тут тоже есть пара крутых Читак, вордап, Рома пришли инструментал в контакт, картрайт Не то аудио, что подарит аудита Я беспросветно андеграундин, бла-бла Но вижу вау, эффект ушарящих всех ощущает И всеми нервными клетками моя прекрасная секта Респект и бихола Инди картрайт здесь, чтобы швырять хардкор во все секторы Красота в уродствах и только, и только Правильная линия не может торкать Там жизни меньше, чем на койках морга Мой набор для их мор тот же, что для гольфа Игнор, как совета мне некогда Я препод, сын преподов, сам преподом Лекцию на сыщение некуда Поэтому мне фиолетово Нарисую в небе куплет с сигаретами Да, маловато М перед этими церемониями If you know what I mean Дым папироски, дворы колокся На небе россыпи Под нами что-то сорвалось с цепи Я приголелся и стал объемным На этой плоскости Вытул в окно паровоз тоски Дым папироски, дворы колокся На небе россыпи под ними что-то сорвалось с цепи Я прикололся и стал объемным На этой плоскости Выдул в окно паровоз тоски Под этот бит закивает головой мой хоуми Сидя на крыльце, взяв сети на прицел Травы на прицен Когда со смыслом жизни все понятно Мы записываем репрезент Без картрайта рэп Так что хары пиздеть, либо пропуду снуть Выключу верхний свет Полоснуму зон слово Придумай к слову ляпка Тряпка Тряпка? Да. Ляпка. Большая, как половая тряпка. Полостной бузон словом Войду как ток в провод Не для тех, чей рот продан Мое промо Тут так много всего перемешано Мы завязывали узлы, а время их не перерезало С того быкиной дейза, где много людей в салат Им всем салам, ту жизнь не выразя все слова Кто выдержал много, как человек с галазом Уестественно смотреть не без хаха На весь каламбур, пьеска та Еще это давний, долго нету драма Долго нету драма Know what I mean?
Дым папироски, дворы галокси На небе россыпи Под ними что-то сорвалось цепи Я приголелся и стал объемным На этой плоскости Выдул в окно паровоз доски Дым папироски, дворы галокси На небе россыпи Под ними что-то сорвалось цепи Я приголелся и стал объемным На этой плоскости Выдул в окно паровоз доски